Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Another month is coming to an end. I hope you're still chilling, and I hope your family are doing well, staying healthy. As always, I'm grateful that you're here listening. If you're new here, welcome. Just in case I forget to remind you, please go ahead and click the subscribe button. You'll be helping the podcast tremendously. If you want more content, if you want to get in touch with me, you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can follow us or contact us through Instagram and Facebook at An Immigrant's Life. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, let's talk about the episode. I enjoyed this conversation with a friend because I've learned a lot from him. We shared some laughs, took jabs at each other. Uh, He also taught me a bit of history of Quebec that you don't find in any book on how to be a better dad and how to be a better human being. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is an accomplished individual. He's a real estate agent, an amateur philosopher, and a devoted family man. He quotes NASA's lyrics, but preaches like Nelson Mandela. Everyone, please welcome Jean-Emmanuel Dumont. Hi, everybody. What's going on, Jean? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm good, good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And first of all, I want to say thank you. And I really appreciate the work you're doing. I find it's great. I mean, it's also a great thing to introduce the people where we're living right now. And uh, it's a great thing. I'm really proud of you. And I'm really proud of being here. First of all, my name is Jean Dumont. Like you said, it's a real estate. But the first thing first, I am a father first. So thank you. I will introduce you today. I'll tell you a bit about myself and how we're living. But that's great. Thank Mm. you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I, I think this podcast gives platform for immigrants like us to speak up and tell real stories. Right, right, right. I think, I think it's great to have everybody's stories because mm-hmm. where we're from, that's what makes us. You know, we, we, I think we all have a story, interesting or not. But it's important to have a platform to be able to express with us to, you know, get a story. I think this is how you know people. And I think that's a great thing. I hope the world will know and you keep doing this, my man. Thank you. Thank you. So like I mentioned with in my introduction, you're a amateur philosopher and <laughs> last time we were talking you were talking about ubuntu philosophy <laughs> would you like to educate the listeners and meet as well about ubuntu philosophy i think that's great but i don't want to go too deep on it because we talk and uh, you know the topic was interesting i discovered that and if people know it was just a document watching from all the coaches from the nba and one of them was um was the coach for the Celtic Rivers. And he talked about the Ubuntu, he talked about the philosophy, how to make a team, how to gel, and how to make the people go in uh, and the same goal. And I find it was very interesting that I could put that in my family. Like I told you first, I'm a family man first. So it's a philosophy I'm trying to uh, 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 transcend to my kid, give my kid, tell them, okay, at home, if I'm doing good, if everybody, we're helping each other, well, everybody's going to be better. So with life, especially, I have to tell you something, because where I um, where I grew up in Côte d'Ineige, I really admire uh, the Philippine community, because I remember there, the guys, the work as a community, and I really love it, and I appreciate that. And I think Ubuntu, it's about the same thing. It's a philosophy saying everybody help each other everybody will be a better. So, okay, I think this is what kind of, uh, this is what I'm pushing for. And uh, this is what I look for, you know, especially for the, for the kids and the future. This is, is something I try to teach them. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I like the idea of community. If I do well, you do well too, and everybody does well. That's yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful. So you mentioned Code Neige, but you were not originally from Montreal, right? No. No. First of all, I was a young kid. I'm from Haiti. 
Haiti, it's if people don't know, Haitian people are very proud people because it's one of the first republic who take the independence from France. So when you th when you think about it, and when you listen now, the Dr. Martin Luther King, this is where he was inspired for, from because there was a small country from nowhere, from the regime, the English, the French, the Spaniard, and was able to um, uh, take their independence. It's something which is was very, very, very rare. So I'm from Haiti. My parents are from Haiti. I came in Canada and when when I was probably seven, and I still remember. And by the way, listen, I have something to tell you. I have a story. It's a funny story. The first thing I learned in Canada, guess what? Man, I came from a country where it's very hot, right? And see, for me, it was a shock because everybody, most of the people was black. So, okay, I came here. I have to face a different reality. But the first thing that I remember, I came from November. And the first time okay, I took the school bus, there was a snow, ice. And all what I remember, I just make a jump. I fall, feet on the air. <laughs> I fall, and I was in floor, and the kids were laughing. The oh, kids were dude. laughing about me. And I had that trees. I was crawling on the floor. I, I couldn't walk. Because it was my first time in the ice. <laughs> it was my first time in the ice. And all the kids are laughing, laughing, laughing about it. It was so, uh, now I'm saying, you know, I think it was hilarious. But back then, I'm like, oh my God, welcome to Canada. This is what my work coming. <laughs> and I still remember. And guess what? Every mm. year, about the same time, my back was hurting from that fall, man. I always remember that fall. And, and I could tell, you know, I could see the, uh, the chauffeur and he's looking at me and said, boy, what are you doing? Get up. <laughs> and I couldn't walk because, you know, you have to know how to walk, you know, on the ice. Mm. And that's just a platform. All right. But like, after a while, so it was, uh, like, I was okay. But that was my work coming. And I was young, you know. And uh, this is a story funny. That's Very funny, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's... But uh, so did anyone came to Canada before you? Yes. I came from a family, which is a big family. We came from, we were about 10 kids. Oh, 10 my kids? Brother, 10, 10. Somebody got busy. Somebody got very busy. Listen, <laughs> when it's hot, <laughs> when it's hot, you get hot, right? Mm -hmm. So um, my brothers were here first, okay? My dad didn't want to come here because he had his business down there and was doing, you know, he was working. So, so my brothers came, came here in 1960. So my brother, so you see, my brothers are old. So I got my brother who came here in 1960. So that was different. He came here to study. So then all my brothers came came because the way he was then, when the first kid come, the other ones have to help mm -hmm. for the, for the, for the other members to to try to help them. So back then it was easier because I think you just have to pay five hundred dollars and 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 uh, and fill up a form. Also, all the French Canadian used, used, used to go there as a tourism. Mm. So because of that, also the French connection. So it was much easier to come, you know. And we're talking about the 60s, the 70s. So you have the first generation of the Asian, which is was coming here. But there were doctors. There were, you know, the people with, with exchange. Then mm. you have the 1980s after the regiment. And uh, called you know the Tonton Macut, which is with uh, with the Duvaliers, and uh, then start to have politic problems. So then, then the eighties, which is they used to call them the boat people. Boat people used to uh, um, used used to you know travel by boat going in Miami. So that's why you see there's a lot of Asian in Miami and New York because because mm. there were like four destinations. There was Miami, New York. Haiti and um, I mean Montreal and France. This is where the four, fourth place the the Asian will prop you know travel. Mm. Um, so my brother were here first, and I was the last one to come here. And mm. nineteen, um, we talking about nineteen eighty. So if you make the count, which is I'm pretty old now, right? Nineteen <laughs> eighty. <laughs> so you, you came here by yourself, or you were you with someone? 
well, you know what? I okay, I came here. My my family was here, but the thing is, I flew by myself. And I remember this is what the story. How old were you then? Seven. Okay. Seven. I flew by by myself because you could have um, um, what do you call an agent, which is who can assist you uh, being who can do plane. So I flew by myself. Then they had an assistant, someone who who, uh, who watched me, and uh, it was a different. Like like I told you before, I'm a guy who always try to figure out how how things work. So so. Uh, fleeing by myself and plane and, and beater. So it was uh, it was interesting. It was it was cool. We could say it was cool, you know. But I, as soon as I arrived there, so I had my mom and you know the family was here. So the first arrival was in Gatineau. Oh boy, this is what this is what I told you the story. Being being in Gatineau was probably a shock for an immigrant to come here, the structure and everything, especially when you're a kid, you don't know what's what is going on. But fortunately, in my case, I have people in background, the family, which is was already well established here, be compared to sometimes the people who don't have a lot of families, who don't have the member, who's, who, 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 who don't have the resources then to, to go and try to figure out things by themselves. So in my case, I have one of my brother, which is was very... Uh, um, um, very aware, you know, okay, about the system. Because, like I told you, the first Asian who came here was people was very educated mm. first. So um, his friend and the guys and Gatno and all, and I remember it was the first Asian or black member who actually helped to build the hospital of Gatno. No you know, way. He called, yeah, he called uh, Jean Alfred. He passed away, and he was the first Rest black member. Yep, yep, and he was the first black member to be uh, part of the politic of the party uh, Quebecois. So, um, Gatineau here, I stayed there for about a year. Like, like I told you, it was a shock. Mm. It was a shock, a cultural shock. But when when you're young, you don't feel that shock as much because because okay, everything is new, mm. and uh, you you adapt yourself pretty pretty well. But one more story, uh, okay, I have to tell, and that was funny. And the first time I have to go to school, you know, now okay, I told you about the bus story, but the first time I have to go to school, like I told you, my brothers were all, um, um, you know, teacher. I thought I was smart. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I went to the school and I remember as soon as I got to the school, as a fam- familiarity, I saw there was a, you know, like a black kid just beside me. And this kid started talking the language we talk, which is Creole. But as you know, Every language you're learning or when you're expressing yourself at first, it's always about um, uh, the bad words, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're sitting in front and, um, and this guy, he's telling me some bad words. And the teacher's in front of me and she's listening and we're saying bad words. Guess what? I went home and my family, and I remember my mom, stopped. She, she goes, how was school? I said, school was great. Everything, you know, new friends and stuff like that. So how was that word? I'm like, what word? She's like, that word. I'm like, what word? Literally, the thing I didn't know is that we're friends of my brothers. Oh. So and the worst, the worst, the worst of the worst is she understood the language. Oh, no. So she knew everything I was saying about the teacher and the worst thing about the teacher. I've never felt... That bad. So, you know, be careful now. This is what we always say. Like you said, be careful of when you speak now. I mean, not speak. So when you talk to someone, you never know. Especially in these days with the multicultural things, people travel, people know, you know, you know, people speak a lot of language. So we are never alone. So this is what was my first experience and say, oh, welcome. You're not the only one who can this world, buddy. <laughs> and uh, and uh, facts, it was a quick, 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 uh, it was a quick learning. So then... Wait, let yeah. me just cut you off. Did somebody get whooped that night? Oh, boy. If I wasn't <laughs> Haiti... <laughs> guess what? Guess what? That's, guess what? This is fun. I like that. This is actually a good question because I'm pretty sure we're from the same background. <laughs> if, I was, if I was an Haiti, oh, boy. This... this I, 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 I would get 
uh, uh, but no, uh, no, 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 I did not. Thank, thank God. You didn't but, get boob? Uh, no, For saying no, the bad no. words? With the bad words, then. Oh, man, your mom's nice. Because I told her it wasn't me. You know, like the son said, it wasn't oh, me. Oh, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> Back home, you get whooped anyway. I know, I know, I know. Uh, you, you know, listen, when you first come, when, when you know, I mean, it was a first time, first arrival. Mm -hmm. So there's 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 a lot of things to digest. Um, look at first. Mm -hmm. Then then we didn't stay stay long. Okay, God, no. I, okay, I stayed there for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, then we move in Montreal. Oh, just so, just quickly for the listeners, Gatineau is about 14 minutes away from Ottawa. It's the yes, fourth, exactly. It's the fourth largest city in Quebec, the province yes, of yeah. Quebec. Gatineau, it's actually exactly this is good good research. But the people who stay in Gatineau, most of them work in Ottawa. So one thing I learned there, which is, was very nice, is most of the people are bilingual. You don't have the language issues as a certain place um, in Quebec. Mm -hmm. As moving forward, I move Gatineau to Montreal. Mm. And this is this is like a new world, new exposure, new mm. things. Moving in Montreal was 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 a, a different experience because now all of a sudden I'm looking at a lot of diversity. Mm. Uh, uh, multiculturality, especially where um, where we went, which is in Côte d'Ineige. Back then in Côte d'Ineige, one of the great things I experienced with the years in Côte d'Ineige, you could see backgrounds, how things changes. And um, when I first arrived, it was mostly where the part I was was French. Then you have um, multiculturality. You have the Jewish, you have uh, uh, the Filipinos, you have the Indian, uh, Arabic, but it was mostly concentrated in certain areas. Mm. And you, you could slowly, I slowly saw the change and the change of uh, the, not the culture, but the ethnicity. Mm. And uh, this is what I told you, I admire Filipinos community because when I was there, uh, the community was not as strong as big. It was starting, and I don't know what happened. And boom, I, I saw that explosion everywhere. And you have the up, you know, the Kodenesh, and you have the down, you know, Kodenesh. The upper, you know, the Kodenesh was more the diplomatic uh, kids live uh, uh, because of the school. Mm. You have the HEC, University of Montreal, you have uh, all type of schools. So all the rich, this is the call, the, the, the lower Westmount and the downwards where all the immigrant first, uh, you mm -hmm. know, arriving uh, mm -hmm. would, would exploit, would go, of course, apartment cheaper yeah. and a lot of things like that were more um, attractive. I was in the upper, uh, the Côte d'Ineige, not that we were rich, but it was like, this is what happened, you know, this is where we live. But it was a great experience because this has just changed my life and make, you know, who I am right now. Mm -hmm. you, so you mix up with your culture. And did you have a lot of friends that are different ethnicity? And how did that help you growing up? Listen, when we went to high school, the ethnicity was probably a little bit lesser because like I, I told you, we have up and down. Down, yeah, way, way more ethnicity. But yes, we, we, yeah, okay, we did have ethnicity. So that's kind of help. But the, the magic was when I went to high school. Mm. In high school, the community was like 98.2 uh, diversity, <laughs> <laughs> multicultural. And only probably 2% was French people. And I think that was great because even the French people who was there, he gave them, an opportunity to uh, to embrace the other culture. Mm. So the people who came who uh, went to that school will never be able to say, "Hey, listen, I don't understand you," and you don't have to be a color. You could mix with everybody. Mm. You know, it was not about the color; it was just about uh, who you are. And mm. I think this is what's great. And thank God, and, and I went to the school. Uh, so when you are in a place where there's a lot of 
you know, an immigrant, it could be friction and it could also be a benefit if, if you embrace every culture. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, um, a lot of times it's ignorances, you know, because uh, the people don't know um, others and mm-hmm. they don't take time to talk to other pe- people. But once you know, once you talk to someone, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very rich um, situation. Yeah, uh, that I think it's what helped there with what you were saying. Our kids going to the school with other ethnicity, right? And then let's say you, for example, you made a friend with a Filipino. You bring that Filipino back to your home, yeah. And your parents <laughs> will be like, "Oh, there's this guy," and then they will that way they will understand the culture and exactly. vice versa, right? Uh, Exactly, because you know what? What I realized, no matter where we come from, and I think we don't want to go to religion and politics, but certain religion, when you have the same type of religion, sometimes it's the same. Uh, it's the same mentality. It's the same thing. You know, I mean, I have friends which is was uh, from uh, Latin American, the Filipinos, but the so a lot of the values were the same. It was mm-hmm. just a different household, mm-hmm. but the values what we were taught were were not different than the other you know ethnicity uh, mm-hmm. or 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 french or culture so i think the the value is probably the 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 base you know yeah like very basic like love each other be nice don't be an asshole exact exactly <laughs> yes exactly so you know it's simple it's it's simple we don't need to complicate all that is because that's what you you know when when you say it about the philosophy and i think this is great this is what it comes to when you talk about the ubuntu which is which is no matter who's in front of you at the end of the day is a human being as you so we do the same thing we have the same thing so don't be blind with with some other things or call it because the person it could be as good as you mm-hmm. but doesn't have to uh, uh, look like you. And I remember, and I remember, it's a great thing, you know. There's a place in where we used to live, mm-hmm. and and um, and we were the only black people, the folks there when I first um, arrived. So my 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 kids were going to the to the kindergarten, and um, as a parent, you never know how the kids going to react and tell you. And I remember one of my kids, my first kid, he came to me one day and said, "Daddy." Um, I just want to be like them. I said, like who? Ooh. She's she, she, she's like, how come they all have straight hair and I have curly hair? Mm-hmm. And trust me, when 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 those questions come come up, sometimes you just, uh, what do I tell the kids who's four or five years old? And instantly, thanks to God, He put that thing in my mind. And my first reaction was like, okay, baby, I'm gonna tell you something. Okay, okay, there's something I'm gonna tell you. Do you, do you like cats? Do you like dogs? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I love cats. That, that. Yeah, okay, I love dogs. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. If you see a black dog, then you see a different dog, a white, whatever, brown. I mean, what it is? Is it still a dog or is it? You say, yeah, of course, it's a dog. But I said, but there's not the same color, right? She's like, No. I say, how do they look? It's a dog. Yeah, they still look good. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, you see? So we're, we're the same. It's just like we're different color, we're different eye. But at the end of the day, we're still human beings. So I think this mm. is one of the first story. And this is the first thing every day we can get up. And that's one of, of the first thing we can tell myself. No matter who's in front of me, multimillionaire, Bill Gates could be here with us. And I'll treat him, I'll talk to him, has much respect, and I will treat somebody else who's was different so i think it's all about the respect and see it's a human in front of you mm, that's beautiful man that's i love the story about the, you're telling your kid about a dog yeah it's a dog <laughs> who cares if it's black or pink or yellow yeah. it's a dog that's what matters a, exactly exactly you know you can story. that's great uh, stuff great stuff i, lo- I great love stuff. that so love you told me one time that the worst time that you were racially profiled was in an asian store 
<laughs> Can you talk about that? <laughs> well, this is not the other time. Everybody know that. Have you watched those movies where you saw <laughs> the guys going in the stores? And listen, I went through it in New York City. Mm. Where, where, where were you going? Chinatown. Mm. And I remember... And I remember once with my wife, I'm like, she, she's like, baby, okay, I need a, I need a Gucci bag. I'm like, hey, I can't afford a Gucci bag. Come <laughs> on, it's $5,000. Okay, we said, okay, let's go to the Chinatown. And my goodness, they take her, I couldn't follow her. And they following her, they put her in some places and you don't know, you get up to buildings. So that was, you know, it was funny. But the story is, and I remember every historic in Montreal, whenever you go, it's a Asian. I don't know why, and and that it's a deep conversation just to tell you how perceptions it could be. I don't know why, but I always feel like, listen, as soon as I get to do, to the store, I feel like they don't trust me. For like <laughs> you know, I okay, I feel like black. It's um, um, label with you know label with something bad. Black, you know, but. And they follow you everywhere. So I'm like, hey, listen, I'm making you make money. You're not making your money. I'm spending my money in your shop. So why do you have to treat me like if I'm coming to Tiffany and your story, if I'm giving you my money? And it's always been like that. It was a lot of time it's uneasy. But the uneasiness, I do understand why. It's because, uh, you know, one thing my dad, because, because I'm from Haiti. There are certain things you don't have to go through. We, 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 we never be, uh, okay, I've never been through uh, profile, racial profiling. Mm -hmm. like everybody's black, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but since I was young, my dad is, my, okay, in my house, they, they, they you know, they, they always taught us not to be a victim of anything. Because like mm -hmm. I told you, because at the end of the day, we are a human being, no matter who you are. So, I do understand a lot of, well, a lot of those perceptions the people's having. It, sometimes the people don't know. They watch movies. They they never been with other, you know, the culture, the black. So the first perceptions, it, it's a negative perception. So mm -hmm. the people think automatically, which is, you know, uh, uh, if they see a black man, it's probably a thief or is violent, and all of those things, but the reality, all of those things is false. It's just like, that's what you see and and Hollywood movies mm -hmm. for, for, for so many years. And it took me a lot of years to understand that. It, 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 it my friends, we realized that when now, so we're talking about, you know, we, you know, we're talking about it and, and, you know, we're sitting down and having a drink and we're like, do you realize the only positive show we had when we were young, unfortunately, the guy now, he was in jail, it was the Cosby show. Because the <laughs> Cosby show for, for us was the only positive where you see um, a family, the man was a doctor and, and uh, you know, the lady was, and just the, the way they, you know, they, they brought up their kids and just the way they speak to those educated kids. Educated and classy. Educated and, and classy. Exactly. And I think this is what's the positive. And for us as black young kids, this is what we we forge ourselves. This is what we look up and imagine. So that was just one show. And it did a lot of good things for a lot of people who probably didn't have that reference. Fortunately for, for me, they had that reference at home. But there's a lot of um, people, the social, it's, it's, you know, the people, they always put a label. But the thing is, it's always about the social economical. You know, when you have a parents and immigrant parents who come from a new, new place, country, sometimes they don't recognize their education from back home. That parents have kids, you have to work. It comes to a vicious cycle. So that parents spend a lot of times working hours to support, you know, the family, the kids. So, so that parents don't have those luxury to be with with you know with with those kids so mm -hmm. most of the times with those kids being being in the streets mm -hmm. try to having fun then then the cycle start back again so that's why i think now in this you know society is very important
to be two parents in the household because it kind of helped those 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 kids forge himself and and then be better and and like you know I, there's this one say i always tell my kids it's not about the amount of money you have but the legacy you're going to leave is the values because the values we stay for generation mm. but the money i always try to teach that to my kid if 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 i give you a bit of money okay today tomorrow it might be ended mm. you you might be broke and not having the money and 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 one community i really um admire for that it's the Jewish community. Like I said, being in Kodan as you grew up, you played basketball. As you know, you know, okay, I know you're a great basketballer. I mean, this is how we met. And hey, by the way, my man, I love your shot, you know? I know you have no cardio in the court, but I love your shirt. Thank you, thank you. Thank <laughs> I know you have no cardio. But the, the most important things, it's about the heart. You got a big heart. And that's one thing. Okay, I love which one the court. Mm. And I think your show is representing all the thing and all the heart. So just to back back uh, to the story, like I tell you, being in the community, the Jewish community, it's something I really admire because they really support the community. But one thing uh, they learn, and when you come here in Canada, they support you a way that you come, you have a place to go and learn and they teach you how things work. And I think that's a benefit. This is what we call against. You know, we always go back to the same thing we talking about, the value, philosophy, Ubuntu. Once again, it show you how how rich and wealthy community could, could be by helping each other. And I think mm -hmm. that's a great thing. This is something I really um, admire. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, like I said, most of my guests talks about when they moved here, they talk about finding community. Sometimes they find it in the church, which is the easiest. Yes, yes. Like yes, you said earlier, yes. you know, the because you have that baseline, the value, the faith. And speaking about faith, we started, We you said you were raised Catholic and still yes. is a Catholic, but now you have started going to a Baptist church. What made you decide to leave the Catholic church? Well, because first of all, the basics of it, my house was divided. <laughs> oh. I grew up again in a house, yeah. Okay, I grew up in a house where 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 my mom was a fanatic. She was she was a Catholic. She mm. and I remember when when um see we were here, she used to go to church uh in the morning mm. and uh, uh uh noon, three times a day <laughs> she was at church. Oh my God, she was at church all the time, you know. And my dad was a church guy, but I think I didn't know that. But my dad was, you know, very calm. And but my dad was the opposite. Him, he was not. No, he was not the opposite. He was a Christian. Mm. He grew up as a Christian. So one of my brother um, has a church here like in Montreal. So you know, okay, I started going to the church like in Montreal. And uh, I started going to his church, and it was a way to br to bring us, you know, um, to, to get there too. So I started to learn a little bit more about about Jesus and not about the ritual and the church as much, which is, I don't want to go to, you know, the Catholic and um, people. But one thing, okay, I realized it was, it was the message, and it was how the message was um, 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 transmitted. Uh, mm -hmm. how the message uh, was different, but it's the same message. It was just like, see, I realized in the Catholic, when I've been there for all my life, it was a Catholic, was more about the rituals. It was more about, we don't, we didn't know much about the Bible or uh, about what happened. And I think, and Christianity, what I learned, it was mostly knowing more about the love of Jesus, mm. how much he, how much he loved us. The message. How, exactly, the message. It was how much he has so much love for, for us to give us that freedom that we have to be there and just to love one each other. So it's 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 almost the same thing, but the message don't not transmit it the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it was not based as much about the scent, um, about the church. But mostly about the message, and I mm. think this is, this this is what I started to learn more. I was getting more. I'm getting older. I wanted to to uh, uh, know a little bit more about the message, so my curiosity 
brought me there. Sometimes just my curiosity. It's just like and I remember every year when 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 the year is starting, one of my first things, it's always God. I want to get closer to, to you. Hmm. But the thing is when you ask Everybody God. Everybody keeps be running closer, away from you. Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> a second. Are you hmm. talking about yourself? Okay, right now. I'm <laughs> oh. closer. No, <laughs> no, Jesus and no, I were but, buddies. Okay, <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something. One mm. thing I learned with God, when you ask him something, he mm. will give it to you. But he won't give it to you the way you think he will give it to you. Mm -hmm. So the way God has has been in my life the last year, it's really not the way I was expected. Mm. And I think the, the closer I was getting to him, the more tribulation I'm getting, the more obstacle mm -hmm. okay, I'm, okay, okay, I'm getting through. So... It's, it's not my way. I always thought it was about my way, but I'm when 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 he's talking to me when I'm getting it now. This is his way, and 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 that's what we call faith. Mm -hmm. To have faith, he said. There's 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 a beautiful quote. Okay, I like when sometimes people could have hard time going to some of them, and he said one thing. He said, "You have enough worries for today. You don't have to worry about tomorrow." You see, let me guide for tomorrow, because tomorrow will be another day. If you have faith, let tomorrow in my hand and just worry about today. And don't worry about yesterday, because you won't be able to change it. But worries about now and take your time to live it now. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one thing I kept in my mind, whatever the situation I'm going through. And, 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 and um, it gave me another sense of going through life now, saying you can only worry about the now today this is the only thing you could change hmm. you know if you want to be a better person if you want to be a better thing you can only change it now and just trust for okay tomorrow if you have an exit tomorrow that's beautiful that's beautiful so in the world of social media why do you think faith is still important you know what people I watch a Netflix. I'm not a guy who watch a lot of movies. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a guy who always read. I read a lot, you know, documentary. I, I always informing myself for, um, it's my hobby. You know me in the basketball. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a passionate guy. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, yeah, you could laugh. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Hey>, listen, <laughs> one of the things I've watched not long ago was, um, I think the, the name is the dilemma of um, the social media dilemma, mm, and it was yeah. very, yeah, it was very and and uh, interesting and 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 one of the story that uh, okay I got from those guys, which is where the heads of uh, Amazon and uh, Google mm. they work, they pro produce those platforms and, and stuff. And one of the things they said, and which is was very important, they said. We're giving people a tool which is a thousand years ahead of, of us, the human being. But the human, like us, don't, um, don't innovate or don't evolve as fast as those things you have in your hand. So which is we as people need, we learn how to interact with other people. That's how we learn. You know, the human being, if you have a baby, if you're living a phone, it's not going to uh, learn nothing, mm -hmm. uh, not, not much. But if you get a baby and, and he has a parent there, he would learn a lot. And we, it takes us years to learn new stuff, to change routine, to change the way of doing things. But now you're giving the people all that tools in their hand. What happened? It's people no longer connected okay, anymore, and people are are disconnected, and that's the way you 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 could manipulate the way of thinking, and and all of this is to consuming, and we could see it now with the world we go in the 2020, which is hey listen, it's a crazy year this year, mm -hmm. and we could see now, and when something goes to the media out of Facebook, it goes viral. In a few seconds, and the the whole world stops. It's because this is just show you how powerful is the media, the social media is now. But I think is where we misunderstood 
we think the media, which is the purpose is to connect us together. Hmm. But being connected okay, together has a lot of benefits, but it has a lot of downfalls also. And one of, one of the downfalls is they could stop, everybody could stop the planet, everybody could stop in a second. Mm. And this is very, it's powerful. Uh, I, th- I think the social media h- helps families, people for the good benefit. But most of us don't, don't use it as those benefit, you know? Mm. And this, uh, listen, I'm, I'm an old school. I like the people interaction. I like to talk. I like to learn with the people. So um, this is the whole debate with the media, social. I think they should have boundaries. If you have rules, it's very benefit. But as has we, we, we give those freedom to our kids and they see there's no rules, there's no boundaries. So those kids being more depressed and more uh, isolate themselves because they're not connected with the reality, mm-hmm. which is us as human. This is how we exchange. This is how you're, you know, you become a better person. I think it's a whole story. It's a whole thing. But uh, listen, that's the world that we are now. Yeah, the, that's the problem with social media is they, you know, people only show good things. And young kids will see that and like, oh, I like that life. Look at them. They're living a good life. They don't know. They don't know that they're missing their bills or they're getting beat by the girlfriend or boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like they only see the That's good exactly. things. That's this. This is so right. You know, you're just saying a good point. I see it all the time. And one of the th- things I realized in Facebook at first, I'm, I'm not that guy of, you know, the social media. So it's, I realized I could spend hours just going through. It's like a tunnel mm. going through the people's lives. <laughs> then, then after that three hours, you 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 know you just realize I didn't feel good. You <laughs> felt for a second you were miserable because yeah. <laughs> you you were watching everybody's life and you're like, whoa, this guy's going on vacation, and, and you know, this guy's going on vacation. I'm not I'm not going on vacation. So suddenly you, you know you start think thinking like, hey, my life is not good, hmm. and and I stopped that. Even I didn't even know. Because I, I would post something once in a while, and I was always traveling, going around, and vacation. And the people used to call me and say, "Hey, you having fun again? You having this again? Guess what? As soon as I cut that, guess what? I don't have as much people who's calling <laughs> me anymore, and and they tell me, man, it seems like you 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 know, oh, you're having a great life. Mm. And so they think that, you're struggling now. <laughs> right maybe maybe or maybe not but uh the thing is just to tell you how people connected with that media and, and it's a false reality because mm-hmm. the connection it's really i think this how this suffering inside of them you know mm-hmm. so the more you connected with the media the least you connected to yourself and psychologically they tell you that okay all the time it's 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 a way of escape, mm-hmm. but as a human being, we can't escape that for too long. It's very important to connect it with the reality, which is with your surrounding, with the people that you are. And I think a lot of the people now suffering because people don't talk as much because of the media. You mm. think you have a voice, but you you actually don't have a voice mm. because people don't people stay behind the screen. And and I think, like they said, this is, was a very good, I, I mean, this is, was was a very good documentary. And, and they tell you, Google, Amazon, all those big corporations, those big guys, they're not for the social media. They're technology innovators. So which is the word ahead of the game, they control how you consume. Hmm. And by the way, all those company now buying from them, the marketing from those guys to uh, to have a better control of their consumers, which is you, mm-hmm. you know? So everything it's being done now, we see it as a pleasure, but the pleasure, it's always about you to be a better consumer. Mm-hmm. You 
being a consumer, not uh, which is not uh, you know alert, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, and I yeah. think uh, yeah. I think it's very important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I love that's what I tell my kids that you know sometimes companies are going to have like a commercial that's showing that they care about I don't know like yes. recently like about about black like, people. You know black, what I mean? Black oh, matter, Black so. Lives Matter. And I tell my kids, they don't care about black people. They care about the money. That's... About a, hey, listen, listen, this is such, such, such a great point because me, it's me and my wife, we, you know, we're watching the TV now. Hmm. We're like, listen, okay, I'm black, okay? And if someone didn't know me, okay, I'm part of whom we are, okay? And I was like, how come there's so many black people now on the, <laughs> the show? Like on TV? I don't understand. It's like, whoa, what happened? It's like, so suddenly we exist it's like we did yeah. not exist be you know i said before mm. um uh, so i'm like no this is all for uh um commercial for mm. uh consuming again and one of the first thing and i remember when i talked to a certain friend of mine and i would say the same thing one one of the things i don't like especially in america when they're saying afro black american i don't like that because mm. I'm like, okay, I'm putting something, I'm labeling myself of being black, okay? I don't have to justify myself for being a color. Remember what, what we said before, all, all, all the subject was, at first, respect come from being who you are, and I'm a human being who cares first. Hmm. Putting, I feel, this is my, you know, my personal opinion. Okay, I feel like, a lot of times, people use the black for uh, uh, for their own profits. You know, the black this, black this, black that. But at the end of the day, the community, most of the black, you know, community, don't get the benefit of mm -hmm. of, of of those brand of those black black this or black that. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, if I'm going to a place, I don't want to be labeled as a black. I already know what my color. <laughs> I see myself every day in the mirror. Why should should, should I go to a, a place and say, "Hey, listen, so I'm black"? I don't have to say that, and I hate that. This is one of the things I feel the people think like it was good to get out of you know you know the segregation back from the slavery and uh, stuff like that kind of helped them. But at the same time, I feel it's a it's a label because, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, as we said, we're you, you, human being, and um, and I think with the Black Lives Matter, and a lot of the people don't don't understand, and what we what they really what we really talking about is really the disparity, you know, the disparity of a lot of things. And I was reading just the other days. I'm gonna give you an example, and mm -hmm. and I was shocked. Here, in Canada, we don't have that, but there's certain places I was watching. It was in Baltimore. They were showing you the certain place with the you know the segregation and and all the social economical um, problem. So they they would put certain um, areas black folks, okay, mm. but they're 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 not allowed to to, to go to the white folks um, uh, neighborhood. Yeah, and and yeah, area. So they were showing you the disparity of the salary, and it was atrocious. Um, it was awful. I mean, mm. the disparity was um, household income of a Caucasian family was about a one hundred thousand, one hundred and fourteen, mm. and the family of a black family. Not long. We, we're talking about the same country, the same states, the same place was about fourteen thousand. So mm. that's about a hundred thousand disparity so this is what the people are saying with that hundred thousand it does affect your community it does affect a lot of things which is those people can not work they can't bring their kid to school so all what they have to do it's 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 uh it become like a vicious cycle so mm -hmm. you can't you, you don't have the good jobs the benefits then the kids quit schools and it's all that cycle the people are saying hey listen don't show only the good part of the one person who's making. Mm -hmm. There's also 99% which is struggling. And those are the people, their lives also matters. 
it's not just the people you're gonna show me, the actors, the the musician, the artists, and 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 those guys. It's, it's a rat race. It's a one percent. You will always have someone who's gonna make it, no matter mm-hmm. where you are. But the matters is the black class matter is for the ninety nine percent of the people who don't have those benefits, and they're being punished and they're being uh, 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 be- because of the color, because of what they are. But in fact, it's not even about the color. So when you think about it, it's all about the business mm-hmm. is the least you educated, the least you are educated, the least opportunity you would have, mm-hmm. the, the better tools you are for those companies to use you as a consumer. So you, so you, 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 you become a non educated person which which is all what he's doing which is giving his money away you know who's mm-hmm. financially uh illiterate uh and and this is the this is the real issues but this is not those issues that people talk about you know we we're talking about the color we, but the color is not the point the point is behind it it's all those social economical problem this is what have to be in fact and say those people don't matter if you give them the opportunity they will also succeed as anybody else but if they're not in the same ground as anybody so we'll stigma this person we'll put label saying hey they're gonna do crimes they're gonna do it's normal that's what you see in everywhere in the world you know mm-hmm. i and i have that you know the philosophy Because I have a friend of mine, we, we, you know, when we were young, he used to love rats, and he had rats in his cage. Mm. And uh, you know, the funny things. Uh, okay, I'm like, if I put 10 rats in the same cage, I feed them enough, you will have no problem with those rats. They will play together, be the best buddies. But as soon I start to um, diminish or the, the food, then you start seeing one other start eating each other hmm. and 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 the least food they're getting so you get the stronger is gonna eat the whole guys and you're gonna just have one right who'll be left in the cage so that's how it is if you don't give the same opportunity that's what the people were struggling for so forget about the colors we have to stop saying this color this is it's matter it's not it's what do you want what is the disparity mm. you know how can we be equal and and recognize as a human being and start putting the color for the people which is has probably less education and don't understand mm-hmm. that's that's good i like that you said about the rats not having enough food um i read a book called sapiens and in that book yeah they talk about an island that is fairly peaceful I think it's somewhere in the Pacific. I forgot the exact place. And they, the author talk about it's a peaceful island, and the only time they get they go into war is when the food becomes mm-hmm. scarce, and their kids this start is, starving. Yes, this is the human being, and this is a great point for you bringing. Okay, I love that. People can change history when you look at all the revolutions and everywhere. What was the first cause? of people going out and fight because they had no food. Hmm. When people, when the human being, as we are, when you don't have any food, then you'll fight to survive. We're always in a survival mode. That's why here, politics, you know, the people try to, uh, um, uh, you know, separate than themselves. But how are you going to separate yourself and tell the people to go in the streets when every night we're having steaks? We're eating. We're fortunate to have food in a, in a plate. Our kids mm. are good. People won't, won't go to fight for, for the rights. Mm-hmm. But when people would no longer have any reason, any things, uh, you know, they'll go in the streets and they'll try to, you know, so survive and fight. And we, we, we you know, so we saw that for, for friends. We, we saw that in a lot of places. History just keep repeating them, themselves. It's always about this, you know, the same story. That's that's why here we're fortunate, you know. I think, okay, in Canada, we have probably one of the greatest, you know, we're, we're living in one of the better places in the world. Mm, yes. Because 
because this is when I have friends and family uh, in the United States, and uh, it's really not the same thing here. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter who, you, it's everybody's equal. It's mm. just about you. You know, how do you push yourself? How can you? Everybody have the same opportunity. So that's why okay, I would say an immigrant who come here, if if this immigrant really embrace the culture, embrace everything, he has mm. the world right in his hand because you could do anything. And no people can can cannot be a victim. You know, it's like black people, Asian, you know, Caucasian can cannot be a victim of mm -hmm. a situation because you have the opportunity. You you have uh, um, everything to be what you could be. Mm -hmm. But I think it's 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 all about the minding. It's all all about the one thing. So uh, this is what I think is one of the best places. Because and I remember, I still have cousin still in Haiti. And one thing okay, I didn't tell you because I was back in Haiti in '96. Mm. My 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 parents ship you know they kind of they ship me there because Asian people we back then when you're not doing good and you know you're not listening they said mm. listen I have something for you I got the tickets <laughs> for you <laughs> and I, this is what a great story but you know what this is what one of the best stories of mm. my life because uh, like um, I said okay I was here and not knowing what I have mm. and. In 1986, and I remember, it was a change of, of you know, kind of a regime because uh, Duvalier just left the country. Hmm. And um, I went to a place which is, I never knew about war. And suddenly I start hearing gunshots and, <laughs> and it was war. It was chaotic, chaotic. The country hmm. went, the country went upside down. Hmm. Everything was burning. I was like, what the heck is going on? I'm from a peaceful thing, <laughs> and now I'm in survival mode. Mm. And and I met those, you know, the cousin. And, and I remember I tried to go to school there. The school was different. School was hard. Mm -hmm. And those guys were smart. Some of those guys were smart. Guess what? We talk about opportunity. And today, I'm still in a better place than they are. And it's not because they were not smart. Mm. It's because they don't have the same opportunity. So I think it's very graceful to know and understand the opportunity we have here to live in a country like here and not staying with the negativity and say, you know, and 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 you know and victimize ourselves. You know, so remember what we said before. It's not about the money that you have, it's about the value. And this is just one thing I, I see in Canada and, and I really appreciate from immigrants' parents because immigrant parents could come here, they sacrifice the country, they sacrifice everything to give that chance to the kids because they know these kids will be better and they're very strict for school. School is very demanding and the values, it's not about the money. The values, it's about what I'm going to give you to be a better. And that is one thing in all the immigrants who come here in Canada, it comes for the same goal, the same, the, it's, it's the same thing because Everybody will stay where the peers are. Everybody would want us to stay in the country. But to, to come here, it's making a sacrifice, and it's a great one. I could I could tell my, myself, I think, to my parents to give me that chance to, uh, uh, to leave a lot of good things and uh, being in a good uh, a place and giving my kids hmm. a lot of good things because of the choices that they made and the choices that I make. So I have to thank them for that and thank God. Get mm. first, give yeah, me a chance. That, yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. Like same with me when with my mom and my dad's sacrifices. And again, I always say that yes, you have to work hard to get somewhere, but I'm not gonna deny that we are lucky that there are 10 million doors and they open and close at the specific time that they're supposed to for me to ar arrive here. Imagine here, I'm talking to you, you're from 80 and I'm from Philippines and we're talking right now, we're friends. Yes, like, sir. How, yes, sir. How is that possible? Yes, sir. Imagine 
I don't even have to be a basketball star to beat you on the court. <laughs> no, okay, this is this was a good one. But yes, you you know this is right, and I think the proximity, the proximity helps us, and you know a lot of ways just to exchange, exchanging now, and I think that's great. And this is one of my questions okay, I was going to ask you, hmm. as a guest, as as a guest in the show, which is I really you know can appreciate that time to have uh, to express myself and have a chance to express myself with you, mm. which is I give a lot of love to the people who's going to listen to the podcast and I give you a lot of love and mm. very, a lot of respect again. Thank you. Um, but has, as a person, which is, uh, uh, you know, which is an immigrant here, how would I be able to help someone with the story? Because I think uh, the only way I could say that is to give the people hope And knowing the people and, and and make them understand, don't worry, it's a great place. Once you're there, if you work hard, you'll have a great opportunities, you know. Mm -hmm. And one thing okay, I love here, you have so many support. And and the support is here, it's how to get to the support. And I think this is great. And the communities, a lot of them doing great jobs because mm -hmm. there's 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 a lot of you know of the people was putting their heart and and uh and everything to try to help those you know those people so i would like to say whoever you are want to come and whoever has that dream i okay i wish you know it's one day we could talk in your podcast and say hey you know what you guys you give me you know that that strength to apply and for coming to school because there's a lot of great school here mm -hmm. there's a lot of Great school. And I think when once you work here, once you because of the discipline and everything, you could do everything in the rest of the world. Because I like the way, you know, the educations and a lot of things here is being done, you know. Of course there's a language barrier, but I don't take it as a barrier. I take it as a as a wealth because to be able to speak two, three, four languages at the end of the day, he helps open the door. So I always see things as how can we open the doors more uh, bigger to be better, you know? So, okay, I don't see the languages as a, as a, uh, as a problem. Okay, I think it's a plus just to be able to give that to your kids, to be able to give that to the friends. And if you change a country, I think people shouldn't stop and limit themselves because there's not only English here, there's French and English. And I think it's a great opportunity to be able to express yourself and to wait, because the culture here with the French culture and the English culture is different because the French are, French are more closer to the Latin hmm. culture, which is they're, they're very emotional, you know, they're very, you know, okay, everything, they speak their mind. And the English are very close to the English, you know, more England, very, more subtle, calm, and it's a different way of, 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 of seeing. But one thing is good here is the people, they always care about people. The mm. government, they always care about your, your, you are a human being here. You're mm. not, you're not a tool. You're not something they consider you as a, as a person. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that was believing in what I was seeing in the media. And it's understanding, putting about the colors, victimize ourselves and seeing an image which is was not my image because because a lot of it what we have is the american standard is the american uh, a dream but the reality is we're not going through the same um we don't have the same issues as the americans we're not living in the same country so because a lot of times it's not really your reality And at the end of the day, you realize, oh, wow, yes, it was a reality, but it was not my reality. Here we got a different reality, which is all well, immigrants who come here, if they really want to work hard, you know, can persevere, um, them or the kids will find something and you will do great. You will mm. do great. Mm. Wise words from a wise man. Thank you again for doing the podcast, John. I really do appreciate it. Listen, it's my pleasure. It's a pleasure of mine. If if one day we, we could have someone or change, you know, to someone's mind, I think just sharing where we come from, just share, mm. sharing uh, who we are, 
it's already a blessing. I mm-hmm. think it's a it's a great eye. It's a great opening eye, and I think that's what the world it's all about. You know, we we talk about the philosophy, we talk about the social media, and one thing of you know the social media it's make us be one world. Mm-hmm. Remember now it makes sense, and I remember when when I was a kid I used to listen that we are the world, but it didn't make. <laughs> In any sense, <laughs> but now if you would put that okay, as a son and say we are the world with the social media, we definitely are the world. And and the best example with that is the strategy we're going through the COVID and the 2020, and mm-hmm. we realize very quick it's not just one country; it's the whole world are affected. So, I mean, our action we are to be responsible for our action and how we lead our ourselves because. Whatever we said in the podcast, whatever, you know, the prejudice, whatever the bad thing we say, it could lead to a lot of bad, bad uh, thing or give someone a bad conception, misconception mm-hmm. of saying, hey, this country, I heard about this country and, you know, this is how the people are. No, I would tell the people this is a great place, great country. And we're fortunate a lot to be in that place and position. Mm-hmm. A lot of love. Much love to all my people around the world, Asia, Filipino. Love you guys. <laughs> I mean, hey, buddy, thank you. I'll pass you the ball. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, buddy. Have a good night. Yes, you too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Again, Jean, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>